Hey everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Morag, Fury of Akum. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 269 of the Commander's and Brew, everyone. What's happening? What's going nice. on? Nice. Does it count if there's 200 added on to it? I feel like there's a chunk of the world, or just the internet, which is a chunk of the world, who doesn't matter. Like, find yeah. it anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I did say it funny because of that. So, yeah. Um, what's what's happening? What's been going on? What's been going on? So at the so in as you are listening to this, dear listeners, I will have moved. Ah, but right. as we are recording this, I am uh, not too long before moving. So we're in the crunch time. Lots everything is boxes. You know, it's generally a, quite a stressful time because your entire life is you know in in sections around your house and or you know in boxes not in boxes and it's just stressful about how much is left to do and then yeah yes. oh, i hate it <laughs> and it's like it. it's like part of it it's just that like okay how many like is it too early to start packing away plates can we get can we get by on three plates yes. from now until we move or or should we put should we wait should we do something else yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. I I th- I think the reason I hate moving so much is because I am I am not a super organized person. So when it comes to getting that stuff put away and, you know, putting things in the proper boxes, labeling them, all that kind of stuff, I I just get overwhelmed that I'm not good at it and I I like thinking of thinking of what you just said, like, oh yeah, pack away some of the plates and leave two or three out. I was like, I've never done that in my whole life and I've moved like 20 times. <laughs> It's just one day the plates go in a box and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. One time, well, the last time we moved, really, uh, Sarah and I had, were, were you here for this? You Did you help us move? No. No, you you didn't? No, okay. We, we are dumb. Look, it was a couple years ago and we put everything in, not boxes, but bags. We were like, let's just put them in bags. It's all the same. You put, you put your clothes in, like, garbage bags and stuff. What are you going to put, like... And, like, some things we had in some boxes, but mostly it was bags. And what a disaster. What a time yeah. it was. What a disorganized mess it was to have all these bags in this... To see all these bags in this U-Haul. It was just... It was awful. And our friend who had to rent us the U-Haul, because was I still didn't have my license back then, he is so organized and so, like... It must have been. He must have just been driving Neil? crazy. No, uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Duncan. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, I think I did help this time. Yeah, I thought you did too because I remember I eating did, pizza I did. with you downstairs with John McCurley yep. at Pat and Maggie's apartment. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, so because then, like years, a couple years later, I went and helped Matt move, and watching his move versus my move is just night and day. Like, I took a picture of it and sent it to Sarah, and I'm just like, look at this. And it's just, like, perfectly tetris boxes and furniture and everything. Perfectly, like, acres of space inside of this very small U-Haul van. Whereas, like, we had the big cube van and just, like, couldn't fit everything in. It was, ugh. Anyways, don't like moving. Yeah. It's me out uh, just to talk about it. The worst part for me is, like, that, like, last 
stretch where I was like, well, this doesn't go in a bag or a box. Like, it's like a weird shaped yeah. thing, like a fan. Mm. Like, it's like I could put it in a box, but then the whole box is a fan. <laughs> yeah. That seems stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. Because now you can't, now that's taking up more space technically, right? Yeah. Because a box, you can't fit anything next to it and everything. Well, I guess the argument is you can stack perfectly on top and next to it. So yes. that's where that's where you, you gain. You definitely do. And that's one thing that I've learned in l this late in life. I mean, it's not, I'm not super old, but like I've moved, like I said, I've moved quite a few times. But I'm really good at the packing part of it. In the I'm van, good at visualizing the 3D space and making things fit in weird positions and and because I, I did that for another friend's move where I was like you know what I uh I think I I think I've got this part of it down so I just kind of ended up naturally doing it and then like everyone was very impressed they were everyone was like we're not going to fit all this in it's got to be two trips and I'm just like no way I got this there's no <laughs> way it's two trips literally every single person except me was like it's look it's definitely two trips our friends I'll, I'll say it was Butler and Lacey and Lacey was like kind of getting mad at me because she's like this is, this is like we should be we should just go and come back, you know, and fair enough. Like, it looked like that. But did I manage to get it in one trip? You better believe it. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Humble brag. It would be like it would be nice to be a wealthy person who can pay movers who also pack your stuff up for oh, you. Oh, man. I know. I know. Like, can you imagine just be just like living your life? Yeah. Everything is where it belongs. You're you're in, you're you're picking from any article of clothing you own. <laughs> you're cooking anything you want to cook with all of your kitchen stuff. And then the day before the move, you're like, oh, better get to bed because I'm moving tomorrow. Yeah, imagine <laughs> what a just dream wake up it would be. And you just take off while like professionals just ha with like their boxes and their bubble wraps and their like special containers just like get everything ready for you hey no problem so that has that does exist right like oh I'm, yeah it's probably a million dollars yeah like, like you're, you're paying like six guys like 80 bucks an hour to like yeah, get yeah. it done to actually pack the things too it's like hey man yeah. i opened up a drawer and it's all markers and <laughs> like old batteries and tape do yeah, you want the junk this drawer. Stuff? Like, I, I just want you to be like, yes, that's the junk drawer. Pack it up. Move it. Like, that's the kind of stuff I don't want to have to deal with packing away. Because it's like, oh, do I want this stuff? Or is it just garbage? I'm sure I want some of it at some point, you know? Well, I will say one of the things I do like about it is just taking an inventory and all your stuff. Yeah. And it's just a nice being side like, effect. And, and, and I like to purge while I'm doing yep. that. I mean, it's harder mm -hmm. now with the pandemic because, yeah. I, like, I'm not. Like, I have to make sure I was like, okay, are all my donations ready? I don't want to make a million trips. I'm mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. one big trip to the donation place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last the last big move we did when we moved here, I we purged a lot of stuff. A lot of actual garbage. Get, donated a lot of stuff. And I only have one regret of the stuff that I gave away slash threw away. And it was oh. all... I mean, it's not real because, you know what, honestly, it's fine. But I gave away all of my rock band stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. The drums and the Yes. The, yes. I, I, but I had, like, the good drums. And I had, like, the guitars, like, the good ones. And I had it, like, the... the it was, like, nice. Like, the drums really bounced off of it. I had the keyboard, even. Yeah. If you wanted to rock out keyboard, we could go six-player. It was great. 
I get it. That stuff takes up a ton of it, space it when you're just not a, using it. Oh god, it was just a nightmare to store any of that stuff. It was yeah, it was bad. Right. And uh, we couldn't have how, put it anywhere here and guess what? I would have played it like twice in 5 years. So it's That's fine. my point about Rock Band. I played the crap out of it when it was new, yeah, when yeah. I when I was first new to it. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh yeah, okay, like it's novel. I'll, I'll play it if if people are playing i'm at a house i'll join in but um, i don't seek it out you know what the problem with it was is that the drums weren't like actual drums like they were just the four things so but i but i loved playing rock band the drums so much that i was like getting really i was like getting good at it but then i was like but this doesn't translate (laughs) like there's no thing where i play this you know like setup of four little pads like this i like it's got to be like real drums so didn't even translate. It's not like I was learning an instrument or anything, which would have been nice, but do it was you, a fun game. Do, uh, not to throw us on a too big of a tangent, but we're talking about purging. Mm-hmm. Do you ever imagine that the, your clothes, like your extra clothes and your toys are in the purge where like for like the week before you move, there's no laws among your stuff and they can do whatever they want. I have not thought of this, but I'm, <laughs> I'm liking I'm liking the idea. Yeah. Yeah, every time you imagine, like, well, these pants are, I'm going to purge these pants, so I might as well have a little purge scene and have the other pants, like, <laughs> scare it away. Like, murder them in a, in a in the drawer? Yeah, yeah. These pants it's got just a murdered. lawless wasteland in the hamper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, can't say I've thought of that. But let us know on Twitter <laughs> if you've thought of that. Do your clothes do a little purge before you decide which ones you're going to throw out? Yeah. What about your what about your junk drawer or kitchen appliances? Do they do their own little purge? When you're getting rid of your stuff, do you imagine some of your shirts wearing clown Halloween masks and yeah. chasing after your other clothes with yeah. spiked baseball bats? Which of your clothes have a, a super secure home that turns into all metal shielding when the purge starts <laughs> happening? Which ones of those are? That's yeah. like your like your fancy like your expensive clothes do that. My expensive clothes. My expensive that clothes are all jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I guess jerseys are pricey. They're a little pricey, but you know they're certainly not fancy. So, <laughs> it know. depends who you ask. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, yep. Fun, fun mm-hmm. purges. Uh, you know, it's fun talk about purges with you, the listener. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you are still with us, great. You're the best. We can't thank you enough. Thanks for listening. We truly do mean that. That's part of the deal, right? That's why we do a podcast, ultimately. Thank you to those of you who have decided to go to patreon.com slash commandersbrew to support that way. That's a way to help us grow the show, help us, uh, you know, pay for our bills, the, the all the costs involved, and, you know, be able to, like, expand in different ways. Not to mention, people on there have a way to get into our Discord so we can, they can you can help make the show quite literally we do a brew for all of our show decks and you can get in and make get some suggestions, get a sneak peek there. Uh, if you would like to help and that's kind of like I don't have the cash for it. And it's like I understand. I get it. If you're going to buy magic cards, feel free to use that TCG player link in the show notes. We get a slice of that action, whether you buy cards for this deck or any deck or whatever cards you want. Uh, you can also, if you are a Canadian listener, we have the best deal for you. We can get you a discount on your singles purchases through the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. The Commander's Brew is a podcast proudly produced in Canada, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizard's Tower. WizardTower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. 
we've got an exclusive coupon code for our Canadian listeners. To get 5% off any order of singles from the Wizards Tower, use our coupon code, BREWZENDICAR. And if you order $15 or more worth of singles, the shipping is free. You can also check out our decklist for this week's episode and any other episode we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there, friend, Dekar. Uh, yes, we're back now. Um, let's, uh, let's get into the, to, to the commander interview today. Excellent. I am with you. I have no obligations that I will not make an excuse to wow. leave this time. I am a hundred percent in. Okay, great. So who hey, do what's we... that? What's that? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, someone's uh, someone's selling bananas on the street. Uh, honestly, go get one. honestly, one? not super urgent. Right? Do you want one? Do you want one, Andy? Uh, I mean, yes, I'll take one. But I okay. See you later. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it's on me again to do this by myself, and uh, and so I will. Uh, so I will. All right. So uh, let's um, start up the interview here with Tom Logs. Welcome, Tom. It is great to be here where's the beer the beer uh um this is a magic podcast right yes it is yes now you guys got the party mechanic that we do yes we do oh baby i uh, if you control at least this member of the party things are about to get crazy okay wow well that's really great tom um so tom tell us where are you from Timmins, Timmins, Ontario, in yeah. Canada. That's a that's, yeah. I drove quite a ways to get here. Yeah, that's a little north. That's pretty far, not not super super far north in Canada, but it's like northern ish Ontario, um, at least what Southern Ontarians consider to be uh, northern Ontario. Uh, of course, that's the home of Shania Twain. Uh, yeah, sure you knew that. I did know that. Yeah, everyone in Canada raise a knows raise that. a glass to the Queen of Canadian Country. Yes, sir. Yes, Cheers. sir. Um, so Tom, Andy, uh, I said cheers. Oh yes, cheers. I don't Thank have a uh, drink on me. You just gotta say cheers. Cheers. Every cheers. every time someone says che- cheers, you gotta say cheers every time someone says cheers. Oh, okay, okay, cheers, 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 cheers. Uh, cheers. Okay, cheers. cheers, cheers. See, it can't be that you have to say it back when I say it back because otherwise it's an infinite loop. Don't want to be rude, Andy. Don't want to be rude. Uh, it's you, not you rude. You get to be a member of the party not by not doing party protocol. Oh, is that party protocol? Is there party other... protocol? So right. says cheers. You say cheers back. Okay, cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> so I was just saying because you said cheers. So cheers. 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 Okay, gonna stop it there. Um, so, <laughs> Tom, tell us um, uh, what brings you here to the show today. Um, aside from just showing up to parties, which obviously this is one, but. Okay, listen, I was invited to a couple of, like, cube parties. Mm-hmm. I've been invited to a couple of pre-release parties. But I never went because I never understood it. I never felt that I had a place there. Yeah. But now that a fit party is officially part of the game, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Your glasses. Are just... you giggling You're... because I keep adjusting my <laughs> mustache? <laughs> glasses keep adjusting. You're... You're uh... Your glasses and hat and mustache keep kind of like tilting to the side, and it just makes it look like you've had a few, you know. And the, the, is that true or not? Party etiquette, Andy. Okay. Party protocol. Party protocol. Uh, great. Well, okay. So, so you, you, this is like your first opportunity to get into a, a party because you've never, you never went to any of those other parties before. 
No, I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I had a place. But now, if you control one or more members of the party, <laughs> pass me a cold one. <laughs> okay, right. The party gets started that way, right? Yes, it does. Now, um, uh, I don't know how to break this, but like, do you contribute to the party? Yeah, like, I got a modern deck, a commander deck, a mm -hmm. brawl deck. I got an oath breaker deck. I got a vintage deck. Okay, I got but a legacy deck. I guess I got what a I mean pioneer is, deck. I guess what I mean is like, do you tiny leaders? Do you up the? Wow, you're still I, on tiny leaders. I got, okay. a, I got a jump start. I'm prepared. Okay, I'm well, prepared. I, mean, I got, prepared. I got two jump start packs ready to open and shuffle. But I guess what I'm getting at here is like, what is your creature type? What is your like class? I guess. Ranger. Oh. <laughs> oh, so like human range, just human ranger. Human ranger, human ranger. You know, like I like the. You know, I I looked into Dungeons and Dragons and mm -hmm. Rangers. My Rangers, my deal. I like bows and arrows yeah. and the forest. Yeah, that's too bad. It is too bad because technically, being a ranger creature type, that doesn't actually contribute to part the party mechanic. Like, doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't like that doesn't you're not you're not in the party actually. You can't be in the party. Can you check the list again? Yeah, no I mean, yeah, it's just four creatures though. You got uh wizard, rogue, warrior. Uh <laughs> Don't cleric. If cleric, that's it. Yeah. Clerics yeah, are cleric. invited? Yeah, they get in there. Yeah, the healers, you know, yeah. That's not a good party member. What? Uh, no, why not? Cleric's just going to get you to turn down the tunes. Cleric's will be like, hey, I think you've had enough. Maybe you should go home and go to bed. Did you eat enough? I think you should eat something. And no, chips are not a meal. Listen, Cleric's, chips can be a meal if you make them a meal. I mean, I'll agree with that. Uh, you can there you go. There you go. Be a meal. I mean... Cheers, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cheers for sure. Um, so, cheers. cheers. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers. cheers. Uh, okay. Cheers. Uh, okay, so <laughs> you keep doing what I'm talking. It makes it hard, so I got to cheers. Uh, okay. It looks cheers. like you're... Yeah, it did look like you are going to say it. Okay. Um, it, <laughs> okay, well, so you're, so you're not contributing to the party, unfortunately, but... Um, you can still be around the party. I would, I know, which is, which is good. So, so can you can is, is there any other party protocol that we need to sort of follow if we're gonna if we want to at least be around the party? Like you mean not in the party but outside the party? Uh, you, I mean you 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 will be outside the party. So yeah. Uh, party protocol: coats go on the bed. Mm -hmm. If you have regular boots or shoes. Triple check them before you walk out of there wearing them. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to take anyone else's shoes. Yeah. Bring what you're going to enjoy and bring a little extra just in case you want some more or just in case someone else didn't get a chance to bring any. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's a great rule of thumb there. Yeah. Uh, Don't be the first to crack into a seven layer dip. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you don't want to be first on that. And most flowers are decoration. <laughs> uh, so. you're, what you're, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to put a flower in your teeth 
and bust a move on the dance floor, but most flowers are for decorations. Are you mean like you're gonna dance? Like you're gonna tango? Depends what, what you... kind of music. If tango music is playing, Andy, it depends what kind of music. Well, I don't know what other dance you put flowers in your teeth and, and dance. Break dancing. You do that to break dancing. You put flowers in your teeth. I mean, I've been inspired by the dance crew, the Jabberwockies, and they do very creative things. So I don't, you know, they use LED light suits. Why can't I use a flower? Hey, you know what? That's true. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just confused, but I, I like it. I'm into it uh, very much. It sounds like a very fun party is what it sounds like. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be if you were if you were allowed to be a part of it. Is it my blinky glasses, hat, and mustache that keep changing size and shape? It's a little, that's a little off-putting, but I wouldn't say that that's the reason why you can't be allowed in. It's just... It's just that the the party mechanic is oddly restrictive. It's just the four members, and I mean, unless you're willing to switch jobs, you know. I don't think that's a diverse enough party. I think I, it should include barbarians. I agree. Rangers, sorcerers. Mm-hmm. I mean, druids. These are all similar enough that it doesn't really matter. I know there's druids in MTG. There are, yes, yes, but they're, but not, they're not party members. They're not party members, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. How about this? Okay, let's okay, just okay, take, away I'll take, the, it. take away the idea that you're not in the party. What's your ideal party look like? You show up, the magic, your your favorite magic folks are there, whether they be creatures, planeswalkers, actual people. What is the, what's the party look like? What's happening at this party? My favorite party ever? Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Prom. 1991 Ah. Timmins, Ontario. Oh, I show up. Drinks in my pocket. No one detects it. Wicked tunes are playing. Yeah, perhaps some offspring. Oh, yeah. And I ask Samantha to dance, and she says yes. And we eventually get married and live a happy life together you're that would be my ideal party it was a really that was a really nice story and then halfway through it or right at the end sorry i should say that your glasses really went wild and they just kind of fell up your face onto your forehead a bit that's because they know this can never be (laughs) this is this is the opposite of how it really went down oh really yeah that's how okay i see that's how you i thought you were just telling me about one that you actually went to. No, you asked me to imagine my ideal party. And I that's see. What it is. Okay. And so that was what it was. So what, what really happened? Uh, I drank too much before I got there and I went to the bathroom in my pants as soon as I got there. <laughs> you went to the bathroom in your pants as soon as you got there. <laughs> Not on purpose, I might add. You know, it's weird saying I went to the bathroom in my pants does make it sound like you did it on purpose. (laughs) It makes it sound like it was a conscious choice by you. You're like, okay, I've got to go to the bathroom. I'll just go right here in my pants and (laughs) everything's great. No, it's the only time I've ever broken party protocol. Ah, yes. Another party protocol. Okay. Well, do um, not go to the bathroom in your pants. Do not. I, I agree. I concur with that one. hundred percent. Um, well, um, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Mr. Logs, 
thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, telling us, you know, about parties. Honestly, we, you know, the way the world is right now, parties aren't really a thing we can we can do uh, for a while. So it's nice to have the reminder of what a of what a great party is and what it could be. One day I'm coming to this party. I'm gonna bring. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. You know, and I I love your hat. I love that it says poutine, the Canadian salad. I think that's great. Um, and uh, and and you know what? Uh, say hi to everyone back in Timmins for us. Uh, it's sure um, thing. It's great to have you here. And you know what? We're gonna try and get that rule changed, and we're gonna try and get Rangers in there, or at thank least you, at least Canadians. You know. Yeah, thank you very much. I'll tell Shania you said hi. Oh, wow. Great. That would be lovely. Uh, okay. Well, uh, t- Ted, right? Is it Ted? Tom. Tom, right. Sorry. Tom Logs, uh, everyone. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, we'll uh, we'll see you around. Oh, wow. That was really going wild. Okay. Sean, you're back. You went and got the bananas. It honestly, it took you a pretty long time. Well, you know, uh, by the time you hear the song from the truck... They're like already down the street, so you got to run pretty far to get them. From what and then truck? The banana truck. What banana truck? What are you talking about? The banana truck. He drives around in an unmarked van, and he just honks his horn a bunch. And if you catch him, he gives you bananas. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that guy or that truck. You don't have a banana truck in your neighborhood? I mean, I've seen vans drive around honking, but I've never—I didn't know it was a banana oh, truck. You—you you could have had so many bananas. Well, here's the secret: I'm allergic to bananas. So, wait, I knew that. I did know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, um, we say we uh, move on from the banana truck incident, which is what we will call this forever now, and <laughs> um, and go get into today's deck tech. Yes. All right, Sean. So, what? Um, tell us what we're tell us what we're looking at here. Okay, so from the new set, could not help but notice there's a cool new mono red commander, Morog Fury of Akum. Morog is four red red legendary minotaur warrior, six six. Six six for six, that seems about right. Each creature you control gets plus one, plus zero for each time it's attacked this turn, but he's got a landfall trigger each time you play it, every time a land enters the battlefield, if it's your main phase. That's a key clause. As long as it's your main phase, there is an additional combat phase after this phase. And at the beginning of that combat, the additional one, untap all creatures you control. Has to be your main phase. So before we go too deep, the Sword of the Animus does not work because that brings in a land while you're attacking. That's in your combat phase. Uh, you can't loop infinite attack oh. steps that way um another rule thing i want to clear is create if you create a creature while you're attacking you know some creatures when they attack they create creatures that little tokens that are tapped and attacking mm-hmm. morog didn't see those attack those don't get plus one plus zero oh if you if you do an additional combat and those tokens untap for another combat phase they have to have haste somehow. Like the regular creatures are still prone. Like they still need to have haste to be able to attack that turn right. as usual. Uh, I have an. Oh, you 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 have another one. I think you're about to say, but yes, yeah, it's probably the same one. This is the one that I think a lot of content creators have talked about because it comes up on Arena a lot. It does. Yeah. If you play your land in your first main phase, 
if you have a single land drop for the turn and you play it in your first main phase, you will get an additional combat after your first main, main phase. So you will get your additional combat, then your regular combat. You don't get a free untap on your regular combat, so your creatures presumably are already untapped. Mm -hmm. They get to untap and get that extra combat. So you've kind of wasted that combat step. Unless you have Vigilance, I suppose. But remember to play your lens in future main phases. That's key. Yeah, so the it's it's, it's like the easiest way to think about that is the untap comes after. Yep. Rather than before, which is what you normally think is like when you get it, it's like untap, go. Um, it's But it's kind of like you have to do your attack first, then you, then your untap comes because you played your extra land. It's weird. It, it's definitely exactly. bizarre the way they, they did it. Like they could have made it so that it works either way, I think. But anyways. If you, if you do put out multiple lands, you don't get extra main phases. All the combat steps are just back to back to back to back. And you untap at the beginning of each additional one. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so you definitely always should do the attack first and then play it. That's right. That's the way you do it, right? Yeah, attack first, then play attack land. First. Yeah, so go to combat first. Always play the lands in the second main phase. That. I mean, there's a sneaky move to, like, you could even play Morog in your second main phase and then play a land and get an extra combat step. Oh. Morag might not be able to participate, but you can still do that. In fact, that's kind of what we're working on mm. in this week's deck tech. So okay. the, the, this particular spin, obviously, we're going to take a little bit of a budget angle on this one. Obviously, you could spend hundreds more dollars to get more efficient land drops, lands for free, that sort of thing. That's where the real money and magic comes from, is that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but outside of that, and so we're going to work on... Being able to attack multiple times with a fairly robust team already on the battlefield. And hopefully we can cast Morag and get a land or two triggers in there. A couple landfall triggers. And just overwhelm one or more opponent right then and there. Kills out of nowhere. That's what we're going for. Okay, sweet. Great. So shall we set the scene? Please we're going to need... We're going to need to know, we're going to talk about a couple of the ways we're going to trigger these landfall triggers to get those extra combat steps. Um, so the obviously lands are an easy way to do that. A lot of lands come with their own way to get extra landfall triggers. Uh, the slow fetches, for example, Mountain Valley, it's like, it's like a fetch, but it enters tapped. You don't have to pay a life, but you have to wait until next turn to do it. But next turn... You can tap, sacrifice, mountain valley, or the there's a black red one. Uh, those are the only two slow fetches that include red. And you get to switch for a mountain or a forest, but it doesn't actually have red in the identity. It says, or it doesn't actually have green or red in the identity, but it lets you search for a mountain or a forest. So we're going to search for a mountain every time. Right. Nice. Um, obviously, Evolving Wilds is also this. Uh, it's just the cheaper version. It's like a kind of a worse version of those mm -hmm. obviously if you're going to be doing this if you're going to wait until you cast morag like wait until these lands are able to be cracked you're basically giving up but you're, you're kind of letting morag cost one more that's kind of the way you're yeah. looking at this yeah. so if you're doing that there's a few other ways to do that uh can you guess what those are andy <laughs> 
I get. I bet you one of them is Traveler's Amulet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Single mana for the artifact. That's pay. Pay one. Sack it. Search your library for basic land card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand, and then shuffle your library. Right. Wanderer's Twig is functionally the same. Right. Um, and so that's kind of like getting a land to your hand is almost as good. In testing this deck, I found out that you'd you'd kind of ramp up to Morag, and a lot of times you'd be like, okay, I have the ability to cast Morag, but I don't have another land in my hand. I've been using them. I've been playing them as I've been getting them. Yeah. So things like Wanderers, Twig, things like um, Travel's Amit, those are a great way to get an extra land. And maybe my favorite land, extra land, is Renegade Map. Uh, it's a single mana for an artifact, it enters the battlefield tapped, but it basically acts like a basic mountain fetch artifact from that point on. You don't have to pay any mana. That's the key. You can play Morag with your sixth land and then tap Renegade map and then put another mountain in your hand. So if you have another mountain, if you have another land drop, you can do it then. This will ha- this will come up if we use like artifact ramp maybe to get to six. We can just cast Morag on the following turn. Crack Renegade map player sixth or whatever land we're up to get those extra combat steps mm-hmm, nice Ooh, and this is a good one too oh yeah okay call me gem four mana for the artifact that says um, when it enters the battlefield you return two lands you control to their owner's hand and then you can pay two or sorry then you can tap it and add two mana of any one color to your mana pool great for a landfall deck yeah, I mean, it, it it doesn't slow you down. Like, it just kind of, like, I mean, it just puts more lands in your hand. You're making more land drops. So it, you ju- it just basically is a way to ensure you keep hitting land drops. Yeah, which is, you know, it's very interesting because usually in landfall-style decks, you, uh, at least ones with green in them, although I guess this one only has red. So green, you usually lean away from the artifact ramp. Um, but even in a green deck, this one would be good. So this is obviously this. We're just dealing with mono red here, but uh, um, Colney Gem does the trick. It's great. Ramps you plus gives you landfall. It's great. So there's the, there's some of the ways we're going to do this. Uh, I'm not talking about the most expensive ways to do that. We'll do that in the budget report. But I think that's kind of the loose what you need to know. So maybe we should get to some animals. Working on a meat Right on. Okay. Um, what are these neat moves looking like? So we the whole point is to be able for Morag to just appear and get a few attacks in with a big team and just do so much damage all at once. Obviously, we need haste for this. Uh, and the first few cards here I've included are some great haste enablers. Yeah, this one's cool. This one is the... Um my current favorite haste enabler because it goes in any kind of deck and that would be crashing drawbridge two mana for the artifact creature wall with defender it's an 04 and you tap it and creatures you control gain haste until end of turn simple stuff um next we also have uh tuck tuck rubble fort two and a red for an 03 another wall another defender this one has reach creatures you control have haste and then we also have Ogle, Ogre Battle Driver. This is a great one. Two red red for the 3-3. Three, three. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, that creature gets plus 2 plus 0 and gains haste until end of turn. Um, yeah, this is uh, 
this is just an all a, a token deck all star that's for sure and just just a great haste enabler yeah if we have battle driver down and we're able to cast morag and attack morag will be an eight six if we choose to give the plus two plus oh to morag who already gets oh no no we don't get to choose it's just everyone gets haste and when they come in morag will land as an eight six first attack becomes a nine six and if you get an additional combat step ten six uh that's a ton of command that's just a ton of damage in general that's yeah. like almost that's 19 points of damage off of morag that doesn't even account for ogre battle driver attacking one of the ways we're going to make this happen is generator servant this card is an all-star in this deck it's one and a red for an elemental it's a two one comes down on turn two real easy before it doesn't interfere with our ramping but we get to tap sacrifice generator servant add colorless colorless if that mana is spent on a creature spell it gains haste until end of turn it means morag costs four so like four plus generator servant so mm -hmm. if we can that is a way we are going to allow a little bit of extra wiggle room to like maybe crack a particular land that costs one to crack maybe we're gonna like we have the ability to cast one more spell while we do that uh generator servant is a big game in this deck mm, interesting yeah when we were in the discord making this deck so much of it was just talking about the coolest creatures that would be like these are really good when you have multiple combat steps we really tried to focus on ones that cost four or less because there wasn't much point like i could i'm sure we could both name a million six drops that would be incredible to attack on multiple attack steps i did include a few but they don't get to come out before morag unless you just wait right turns upon turns upon turns All right, we want to get a nice juicy board turn four turn five and then just drop morag and be like here we go if you spent your first those many turns just ramping i might kill you i might be able to just like swarm enough to do that wow i love it that's the goal so let's just swap out here let's just talk about char characters or creatures whatever you want to call them <laughs> that attack exceedingly well in multiple turns they're mostly pretty early captain lannery storm leading the charge two in a red human pirate with haste two two and whenever she attacks you make a treasure token and whenever you sack a treasure captain lannery storm gets plus one plus oh using the treasures to cast mirag already pumps up lannery storm multiple attacks means you get more treasures and you can pump her up even more by sacking them to cast instance or who knows what else excellent creature oh yeah um this like ramp attacking in a, in a mono red deck really good um next we also have torian mauler just a commander staple a true classic two in a red the two two shapeshifter with changeling meaning it's every creature type and whenever an opponent casts a spell you can put a plus one plus one counter on torian mauler gets massive so quick and just gets boosted by the by the Morag attacks like this is just it I've never I, I don't believe I've ever not seen Torian Muller be a problem you know what I mean right because right. it sits there until it's a problem and then people are like okay well I gotta deal with it like yes no one cares about it when it's a 3-3 three, three or a 4-4 four, four, but then once it's an 8-8 eight, 9-9 eight, nine, nine, that's when people start looking at it yes yes um we've also running we're also running Krenko Tin Street Kingpin two in a red a goblin that's a one two whenever krenko attacks put a plus one plus one counter on it then create a number of one one red goblin creature tokens equal to krenko's power if we have 
the rubble fort or crashing drawbridge or, or ogre battle driver all of those tokens have haste obviously we're in our combat step but if we've got mirag we're going to get an additional combat step Krenko's already got the plus one boost from mirag plus one from his own counter that's three goblins on the first attack minimum uh and all wow. those and then we're just going to attack with more and more goblins like i said if if there's an a board that's at all empty or kind of empty like it, you could you could end that person's game right yeah. there like it's wow. possible Cranko and Morag seem to be quite good friends. Yeah. Here. Uh, we're also running Loyal Apprentice, one in a red for the 2-1 with haste. The human artificer that has lieutenant, and it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, very important here, if you control your commander, create a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying, and this gives it haste <laughs> until end of turn. So... Yeah. This is a really good friend of Morag. Like, Loyal Apprentice giving you an extra Thopter on every extra combat and, and like, just giving them haste. This is perfect. And don't forget that that Thopter is allowed to attack. It doesn't get created tapped and attacking. So right. it does get the plus one from Morag. So Loyal Apprentice is on the ground as a 3-1. The Thopter's in the air as a 2-1. And if you don't kill the Apprentice on my next combat, I'm going to get another Thopter and then the old Thopter is a 3-1 now. The new Thopter is a 2-1. It's, it's, it gets out of hand pretty It gets quick. out of hand. Yeah, I can see. Holy. What else gets out of hand? How about Tectonic Giant? 2 red red. 3-4. Whenever Tectonic Giant oh, wow. attacks or becomes the target of a spell an opponent controls. But we're interested in the attacks. Whenever this attacks, it deals 3 damage to each opponent. Or you get to exile the top two cards of your library, choose one until the end of your next turn, you can play that card. I'm probably going to do three to each opponent, just like over and like for multiple turns, like yeah, that's multiple what, combat steps. That's this type. That's the type of deck this is. We're, we're going to pick the damage yeah. on this one. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and oh, this one is, uh, this one's brutal. Hellrider. <laughs> two red, red for the three, three devil with haste. Whenever a creature you control attacks, Hellrider deals one damage to the to to the player or Planeswalker it's attacking. Oh man. Numerous attacks. This is just basically just adding that unblockable plus one plus oh to all of the creatures, right? Like Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. And then we've got a little piece of equipment too, like uh or an artifact, Untethered Express. I think this one's pretty good. It's four mana for a vehicle with trample. And whenever it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. It crews for one. So I'm sure we can find a power off of something on the board where it's better. It's like, it's probably better for me to untap or tap it and then crew untethered express, get in there once. Then for my next combat phase i untap all creatures i control so the creature that crewed it is now untapped for future also, combat wow, steps yeah. so you just get to get in there a ton um like, all of the things like crewing up untethered express with hellrider is wild right oh yeah because you don't have to put hellrider in danger but you still get the plus one or the or the one damage off of everything. Yeah. And then if you did want to attack even later, you can. It's, oh, wow. I mean, I'm probably going to use Loyal Apprentice to crew Untethered Express and just mm -hmm. get in with the Thopters and the Untethered Same Express. <laughs> Same thing. Don't. Yeah, it lets you keep it out of harm's way while still attacking, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, really I mean, this is just a blast. It's been a blast to play out. It's very dependent on your hand and like getting a pretty lucky, you know, draw off the top. Um, if you don't, but this deck, there's plenty of two, three, and four drops that attack well in especially for multiples and a little bit of ramp a couple of rocks here or there you save your lands um all of these things we've mentioned have been like four or cheaper so they all come down before morag and then we just go ham with them <laughs> that's the main game plan but there is a world where maybe we maybe we cast morag and we just the way it played out we don't get to do the whole shenanigans mm -hmm. But we, if we get to untap, we get even more explosive shenanigans. Your opponents should not let you untap with Morag uh, and then right, get yeah. all your mana back. But if they do, let's talk about a few pieces that they are already good, but they really, really shine if you get to untap and have extra mana to play with. Um, I'm going to lead off with Alpine Guide. Two and a red for a snow creature, a human scout, 3-3. Three, three. When it enters the battlefield, you may search for a mountain, put it onto the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle your library. Wow. It attacks each combat if able, and when it leaves the battlefield, sacrifice a mountain. Oh. I don't care about that at this yeah, point. At this point, that. I don't care about that. But the Alpine Guide hitting the table puts a mountain into play. This is not a land drop. So, like, I get to play my mountain, additional combat phase. I can... Well, I have to also cast Alpine Guide and stack two. I don't get another main phase. So I have to cast my Alpine Guide, play my mountain, and I've got two combat steps just waiting to happen, just in the queue. Wow. Um, we also have Burnished Heart. Lil Bernie, uh, three mana artifact creature elk. Uh, the 2-2 two -two that says pay three, sack it, and search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them on to the battlefield tapped. Um a budget player's ramp card, uh, a staple for budget players. I know there's a lot of other, there's a lot of people who don't love this as a ramp card, but uh, I found it to be quite an all-star. And um, obviously we're, we're, we're loving it in this deck. This is going to be two additional combat phases. Two additional. And then if you have your land drop three, like, yeah. like two, in addition to it, this is, this is a tough one because I, you know, I've been testing some games and I have burnished heart out and I'm just like, huh. I should probably crack it to make sure I have enough to cast Mirage. But if I get mm, lucky and draw yeah. land, maybe I can. Serve, maybe I don't need to crack Burnished Heart just yet. I come across this in my Angry Omnath deck a lot, where I'm like on turn, like I've got six lands and he costs eight, I think. Anyways, whatever it is, it's like you're two away from it, and you're like, okay, do I cast the ramp spell? Because I've got a, I've got a, I'll find another. Like I've got a land here. Like what do I do? And it's like. Just play the. Usually, it's like just play the ramp spell because they're going to remove your commander. You're going to need to then get two more back. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I fe I feel like in those times you're you, you should you gotta if you get the ramp before your commander's out, play the ramp. I think that's yeah. Generally speaking, what you're supposed to do. I'm happy to have this. Like like I love like it's a six mana play. Three to cast Burnish Heart. Three to activate. Yeah. But like I'll pay six mana to get three combat steps with yes. that regular lead. That seems fair to me. <laughs> totally. Uh, this is one, where did this come from? This is from a Commander 2013, Surveyor's Scope. It's a two mana artifact. Tap to exile it. Search your library for up to X basic land cards, where X is the number of players who control at least two more lands than you. 
put those cards onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. That's I, I, I can't imagine this won't get us at least one. Um, and it, you, we just have to tap it to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. Like, I, I pay no mana for it. And even if I can just get one mountain, that seems fine. That's going to do what I want it to do. Uh, if I can get two or three, beautiful. beautiful. Well, the, amaz- the amazing thing is, is you don't really like this. This is easier to get than it looks mm-hmm. because there's always going to be one player ramping out of control. And let's just say that there isn't like another player is just playing consistent land drops. Like all you have to do to make this worth it is to just hold back a land uh, on a turn where you would normally play one or like when they when you when like they do get their ramp, you just same thing. You just wait like you you could even you could like holding back one so that, you know, you're going to get two that evens out. Right. So like. Yeah, it's, it's as if you played the land anyway. So, so you might as well like uh, I don't know on like three, just not play the land because you know now this guy's going to play a land, and this guy like you could even potentially get three that way, if you hold back a land. Right. <laughs> it's because 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 rather than play it now, I'm going to let you get ahead. Surveyor Scope will now replace that land I held back on, but now it's that land's in my hand, and I get to play it as my exactly. normal land drop. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you could potentially get, like, four landfall triggers if you were in a position where people are consistently hitting land drops and you just hold back one land one turn. Well, and then, but, like, let's also, like, I know we're a kind of budget player, so we don't deal with this very often, but, like, if I'm... I'm allowed to like crack my terramorphic expanse and while the triggers on the stack, but the land is not out, I'm allowed to crack surveyors scope scope and it counts less lands. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so I'm like, sure. Fine. Call me gem. I've returned two mountains to my yeah. hand for sure. I'm behind on lands in that case. See, that's a, that's great. Yeah. If you've got the, if you got the slow fetch and like the other fetches, yeah, just crack them both. <laughs> play with the surveyor scope thing. Crack them, triggers on the stack. Man, this card's surveyor better scope. than I thought. <laughs> like even just <laughs> yeah. in a normal deck, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're not play. green, yeah, you should probably be running surveyor scope. If you're white, you 100% should be running this card. Oh, I think. the fact that this is a quarter is ludicrous. Like this should this should be. Why isn't like, it it's, more expensive? It, you know why? Because. It sounds like two, like, oh, a guy's got to have two more lands than me. So it's like, you're like, okay, yeah, maybe one, maybe the green blue player is going to have that. But then you're like, but the red black player might not. And then the Esper guy might not. It's like, so like the odds, like the odds are still a little risky. Like you're only getting one land off of this, but even getting one land off of this is pretty good. That's (laughs) right. Like, like it's an artifact. Two mana. That's, to just go it, up one, that's... That's, that's rampant that's a, growth. Yeah, that's rampant growth. That's my card. <laughs> yeah, Maybe rampant this growth is, is great. Like, it, it's just that you... You know, the thing is, I guess, is that you just can't be doing any other ramping. So, again, green yeah. does not want this card. Because if, you're, if you've if you ramped, or if you have any other ramp cards in your hand, like, they're they're useless until you... Until you... Uh, like, you have to do this before it. Which I don't think makes a ton of sense. So, definitely, this is not for green. But... Yeah, I mean, have we stumbled upon this, like, a secretly really amazing card? Is there something we're missing? Well, okay, I don't know, but keep this in mind, and let's continue, because this card will work very well with another card we're going to talk to, like, in four or five cards. We got one more card in this chunk of the show, 
uh, and that's insult to injury. If we have Morag and we've untapped, I can cast insult for two and a red. It's a sorcery. Damage can't be prevented this turn. And if I get to do damage, I deal double damage instead. There's an aftermath of injury where I get to deal two damage to any target or to target creature and two to that to, to a target player. That I'm not that interested in that. I'm mostly interested in just getting double damage from my humongous attack. Maybe I'll kill two players this turn. Who knows? Right. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, cool. Well, uh, what do we do? Um, what, what do you do when it's like, like gates are open, you know what I mean? Like we're just going at them. Yeah. So, so ideally we have an open player and like we can attack unobstructed, uh, or mostly open. If in case we don't, we've, we're running Cosmotronic Wave just in case it's three and a red sorcery. Cosmotronic Wave deals one damage to each creature your opponent's control creatures your opponent's control can't block this turn so this clears the way metaphorically like if you can just do the math and be like oh i have four mana i have enough to just kill every to kill this player mm-hmm. i can ignore their blockers great cosmotronic wave if you played with it during the guilds of ravnica draft that's when i learned this it the creatures don't have to be there when you cast this it doesn't say like like right. the way it's yeah. worded, yeah. even if your even if your opponents make creatures after you've cast it, they still can't block. They still can't block. They're two separate things. Deals yeah. damage, and then it's not like it's, it doesn't say like if it does or if right. they're damaged by this or anything like that. It's just that happens, and also they can, nothing nothing your opponents have can block this turn, no matter what. So so this next card, Andy, I would like you to think of this next card in with context of explorers a surveyor scope. Yeah, this let's is... say, let's say you got surveyor scope, and, but like you didn't get to crack it in time. It came up late in your deck, and right now there is nobody with two more lands than you. Somehow, let's somehow. say somehow we're leading. Well, you know what? Honestly, it, it is possible with this deck, right? Like you've got ramp in here. We've got ways. We're looking to do landfall triggers, so it is very possible that we are right up there with everyone else when it comes to, to, to lands on the battlefield. Well, Firecat Blitz uh, is a great card to have when that happens because it's an X red red, it's a sorcery, and it says create X one one red elemental cat creature tokens with haste, and then you exile them at the beginning of the next end step. But it also has flashback for red red and sacrifice X mountains. Uh, so we can flash it back by sacrificing a bunch of mountains so it's like, oh, we all have eight lands on the battlefield or like whatever. I'm somehow not too behind. At least sacrifice two of them. And now I've got three landfall triggers that have happened or something, right? Like if if uh, it's very easy to manipulate the situation so that using this flashback cost, you get a bunch of fire cats out there and you're going to hit even more land drops from the surveyor scope. Wild. Like, j- just to give you some context here. So Firecat Blitz is red, red x and it flashes back for red red and sacrificing mountains so let's say i have 10 mana between my mana rocks and all my mountains let's say i have six mountains and a couple of mana rocks so i'm at 10 mana i'm gonna x equals i'm I'm gonna spend x equals six i'm gonna spend eight on the front half i have two red left over i'm gonna so now i've i've made six cats now I'm going to pay my remaining two red and sacrifice all of my mountains. I'm going to go down to zero mountains for this wow. play because n- how many mountains did I say? Six lands. So now I've got 12 cats. On their first attack, they attack as two ones. 
and if they get to attack again, they attack as three ones and then four ones. I'm also that's when I'm cracking explorer's scope. So how many opponents are left? I'm gonna get that many extra combat steps because I definitely have less lands. Wow. So <laughs> like like I don't care if four of them die against player one because yeah. they're all gonna go at the next player. That's including the other stuff that I have on my yeah. board. Like they're not. This is not the only play I'm making. Right. All right. I mean like that certainly sacking all of your lands always a risky play. So just Ooh, make sure you're we love it. Yeah, just make sure you uh you know, there's no there's, there's no counter magic floating around. <laughs> if they counter the the uh the flashback, it could be a problem. Yes. Although yes. you will still get still get the sacrifice of the lands and get the um get the cats from the first play. So actually that might be enough. So Yeah. It's kind of good. Yeah. Um oh, uh and what's this next one here? Ooh, this is a new... I never saw this one before. I was looking up enchantments that involved, like, attacking. Uh, And so here's a weird one. It's called Invasion Plans. Two and a red for an enchantment. Each creature blocks... So I'll read the oracle text. All creatures block each combat if able. The attacking player chooses how each creature blocks each combat. So it's kind of like everyone has ultimate lure. Mm -hmm. I get to be like... Hey, all of your entire board has to block, but I choose how everybody's blocking one fire cat. Yeah. And then everyone else gets through. And you're dead. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Oh, and for my extra combat steps, now we're all coming to you. Everybody, all your whole team blocks this fire cat. Yeah. This card is just boom, you're dead. Like this is, it's over. Yeah. If you have yeah. a board and you, you, you drop this because it works both ways, right? It's all players. So if, yeah. if, if they somehow survive and they get to attack you, well, all of a sudden they well, decide the, how you block. That's the beauty of this card, because you can go after the person with the biggest board and mm. kill them. And so ideally, the the person with the second biggest board, hopefully their board is not geared to kill you in one shot. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that you've left them alive for now. You're going to come back at them the next time. And even still, it's it's like if you in that scenario... They have to attack you. They can't hold stuff back for their next attack. Either way, they can't. Well, do they it, don't, because, it doesn't they force can't, attacks. It oh, it, it just doesn't? forces blocks. It just forces blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was gonna say either either way, it, it's kind of the same thing, anyways, because they like leaving back blocks doesn't do anything. You get yeah. to decide the blocking, so you might as well attack, anyways. You might as well. Otherwise, you're gonna lose one of your creatures, right? Like. Yes, you will absolutely. They're probably well. I guess depends on how big your stuff is, but but they're probably going to lose whatever one of their creatures at least. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Like you can you can engineer where it's like okay, I could have all of your team block a fire cat, which I will do, but I will also have your key utility creature block my big creature because I need that creature to die. Yeah, 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 and you'll still get to, to do all the other stuff. With the combat, deciding the damage yeah, like, and everything, right? So yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a cool card. That's a very cool yeah, card. Yeah, very cool. Um, ooh, I forgot to input the Discord helpers, but I saved them in a text file, so I can oh, I can okay. name them here. So thank you to Pips Don't Lie, Jmon, Chippy, Brave, Sir Robin, Sean, not me, the other Sean, Beppo, Dino Pirate, Clockwork Twelve, Madisman, Jordan W Eight, Dylan P H, uh, Prophet. Of Ares, Valea, Papadio, Brian L. Also goes by Zalikis, I think. I wrote that in brackets. I don't know what that 
why I wrote that. Uh, oh, oh, you know why? Because I didn't want to read their last name, but I just did. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and lol what? There you go. And maybe another that I forgot, as usual. Usual, if I forgot you, I'll get you next time. I hope you have gotten the people that you've forgotten every time. <laughs> I hope I've I, always gotten them as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Great. Well, um, I feel like now that we've uh, mentioned our Discord helpers, uh, that it certainly is uh, time for the budget report. All right. So where are we looking when it comes to this Morog deck? Uh, I know Morog himself is um, a little bit pricey. So it's getting up there a little bit. Yeah. Morog is a uh, six, seven bucks. Uh, it's the myth. Oh, that's not too bad, actually. It's not too bad. Six, seven bucks is not too bad. I don't mind that. Um, you can get this TCG player low for under 50 bucks, 49, oh, 40. Great. And I know for a fact that we can cut that down even farther. Uh, there's a couple of pricey cards in the deck currently. Uh, the priciest card right now is um, Neheb the Eternal. Uh, you remember Neheb. Uh, did I forget to put that in the notes? Yeah. It's I think good, I did. But that's okay. So Neheb the Eternal, uh, this is the three red red zombie minotaur warrior with afflict three whenever this creature becomes blocked defending player loses life very interesting with invasion plans we can does that oh, count for yes. each creature that blocks whenever it becomes blocked so ah I think so it just yeah it just is yes, blocked yeah just once okay so you can't do that but anyway at the beginning of your post combat main phase add red to your mana pool for each one life your opponents have lost this turn so we're going to attack the first volley we're going to go to our post-combat main phase, get a ton of mana, and now we're going to do all of the shenanigans that we were going to do <laughs> if we get to untap. We will not get another post-combat main phase, right? So right. we don't get to yes. do this over and over and over, but we probably don't need to. Wow. Yeah, that's really... that's some that's That works really well. At Neheb's 12 bucks. Yeah, wow. That really got up there. I'm pretty sure I grabbed... I'm pretty sure I grabbed one of these guys before before you always know you have to when, when you when you see such a unique ability like this that's one that's one uh indicator that you need to pick it up while it's kind of this like moderate price when it first this comes is Morag. i'm telling like Morag will be yeah. in a oh, similar 100%. vein yeah. oh Morag's gonna be very expensive so grab Morag's now for sure yeah for sure um also we've got another card in here right um yes getting up there it's a final fortune uh, it's a red red for an instant. This is from seventh edition. Take an extra turn after this one. At the end of that turn, you lose the game. Oh, I love it. Ooh. I love it. Just in case we're just like, ooh, like you've left me the window. Like, like you've left me a window. You've tapped out. I'm like a turn away from casting Morag and winning this game. Okay, yeah. final fortune. I'm gonna drop my final fortune. Get my Morag out, do multiple attacks. If you can get Morag out that turn and get another turn with multiple attack phases, easy way to seal the game if you if you have that window. This card, and I love a good challenge. If your opponents figure out a way out of this and you lose the game because you didn't win, I don't mind that. If they like that's an exciting <laughs> moment. Yeah, that is mind. an exciting moment. You know you're really you're risking it all with this card, but it's an exciting play. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah, that's like a six dollar card, but uh I think it's worth it. 
So oh, I think I have one of these. I think I have like a, yeah. a weird old like white bordered one of these that are where I was like, huh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> looked at it, it was just like, no way. Yeah. Well, there's a way. Well, there is a way. Yeah, for sure. I hinted earlier that like this is the budget version. Mm-hmm. You can get this for 50 bucks. That's very budget. Uh, this seems like it's a lot of fun. You can spend hundreds on this. Yeah. And it all comes down to like the little the basics it's true in magic the most expensive cards just do the most basic things yeah for example ruby medallion is up to 15 bucks it's not in the deck but if you have the money it's a two mana artifact that makes all red spells cost one less for you great 15 dollars wow yeah what? Well, six, 16 if you round, right? Like, you know. Yeah, that's that's that blew my mind. Yeah. Wow. Right. Um, Like it's red ramp. Like we might not be casting more than one spell a turn, but even if we're casting one spell a turn, it's like we've ramped by one for all of those. It brings Marog down one turn earlier. Um, if we have generator servant, if we can give that haste and just cast Marug very early like this, this can be a very important piece to doing a ton early. Mm-hmm. It just speeds up your game, right? On that note, like a lot of the tension in this deck comes from the fact that you you just can't play tons of lands every turn, and something like a, those like like a like a terramorphic expanse, it just sits there not doing anything for you. It come, but then when you tap, when you tap it and get an extra land, it's tapped and you can't use that mana. It never right. did anything. Well, that's why people run the fetches, right? Mm-hmm. Like regular fetches. Arid Mesa is thirty-five bucks alone. You, you, like this deck would run all our fetches, right? If it's got red in it, we would run it. Yeah, but we can't afford it. Like the, that's very expensive. That's very expensive. I mean, that's one of the reasons why the slow fetches actually are better even in this deck, right? Because the slow fetches come into play tapped, which is fine, but that at least then they can sit around if you don't need the mana right away. And those lands that you get from the slow fetches do are like from, from the point where they untap, the slow fetches are better than these fetches because they don't cost a life. Still comes into play untapped, right? So that's that's yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could just get more. There's only two slow fetches, yeah. but there's five Four. Yeah. regular yeah, yeah. fetches. So that, I mean, we would run those. Um, I didn't put in Chromatic Lantern. Uh, it's three mana for an artifact that says all your lands tap can tap for one mana of any color. This turns on your Evolving Wilds, so you get to use it before you crack it. Mm. Uh, so I can play an Evolving Wilds on turn one. And then just keep using it as a mountain until it's time to crack it. And then all these lands just start cracking for mana. So they're not dead before that. But again, Chromatic Lantern is like almost 10 bucks. So like, you know, how important is that extra little edge for you? Yeah. Yeah. And a monocolored deck too. That's a pretty small edge, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, this is another commander staple though. Like you're saying, like just does, just does simple things like fixing your mana forever and and ramping at the same time so yeah cool well um i mean i'm loving i i I love the look of this deck i love that there's a lot of other decks that would have this kind of contained within them like yeah i I grabbed a morog for my angry omnath deck because we're we're dropping lands we got a bunch of creatures out obviously this is going to be a great card in this deck 
but just blow it up and like take Morag and just blow up the parts that use it and it's it's its own deck completely it's amazing it's so fun and it's fast but i don't know it's it's the kind of aggressive deck i feel like i can get behind yeah all right well um i mean that's pretty much everything um other oh actually i've got an invitation here oh we are invited to the audric awards Ooh, yes do we get to present something it uh, looks like we do. We're going to get a, a swag bag. We're going to present something. So we got to get in our tux and we got to go. Okay, great. Lucky. Okay, I've got my tux with me. Here we go. Let's do it. Oh, great. Wonderful to be here, everyone. Wonderful to be here at the Audrey Awards. Thank you all for coming. Wonderful night. It is an honor to celebrate the greatness of magic cards. The finest cards that Sean decided to put in this particular deck are all here tonight. Uh, that's right, we are only giving out awards to cards in this deck, which is why there's one of these awards every week. Yes. Uh, good to see you. Uh, thank you for coming to the award show, Laura Dern. Lovely to oh, see you. <laughs> Dern. It's great actress. Just, yes. I love Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, I still haven't seen that divorce movie, though. I don't know what one you're talking about. The one, the, what's it called? The, the marriage? No. The divorce? Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Oh, I've, yes, I've seen ads. I don't know, like, like uh, a movie about divorce doesn't hook me. No, you know what? It sounds quite sad. But thanks everyone for coming, regardless, yes. even though you have to sit next to Laura Dern, who was in that sad movie. Um, Sean, why don't, uh, we have one award to give out tonight, and uh, yes. I'll, I'll let you do the honors. Ah, this award, sponsored by Swarovski Crystals, for best costume is Frontier Warmonger. Oh, wow. Uh, look at those Swarovski Crystals on Frontier Warmonger's outfit. We all know Frontier Warmonger, three in a red human warrior, four four. Whenever one or more creatures attack, one of your opponents or a planeswalker they control, those creatures gain menace until end of turn. Uh, beautiful coloring on this on this card. Wonderful crystals, and uh, thank you to the fine folks at Swarovski for for getting uh, for getting Frontier Warmonger hooked up. <laughs> thank you, Swar. When, remember when you need to get hooked up turn to swarovski if you're thinking to yourself hey i don't have any crystals and i've got an important meeting tonight and i need to be hooked up check out swarovski crystals yes uh for all your crystal needs whether it be a necklace or a or half a rock that looks like a rock on the outside but when you look at it the inside is all crystals turn to swarovski I believe that's called a geode. 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 Geode, dude. Okay, great. Having a lot of fun here tonight, and we hope you have as well listening. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, uh, for, for being here this week, and we will see you next time. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.